0: All right. Greetings, Divine Spirits, and welcome. This is the fourth show for Deepen in the Divine Radio, and this is a spiritual community where like-minded spiritual folks who just yearn to cut through everything and fall back in love with the divine. So and that's where we use tools to help us remove any blocks to love. And I'm really excited because today we have a special guest with us, uh, Radha Neelia of Goddess Code Academy will be joining us. And before I introduce her, I just wanted to start, we typically do um, the beginning of every show with A Course in Miracles quote, and then we'll do a quick gratitude minute as well. So the quote today is very short, and it is, in his divinity is but your own. Sometimes I really like the very short and direct quotes um, from A Course in Miracles. And of course you can replace his and his divinity with her, um, if that works better for you, I know I like to swap uh, back and forth, especially knowing working with spirit is, for me, a lot more feminine. Okay, and so with that, I want to jump into our gratitude minute, and what I'm grateful for today is for our guest, uh, for, again, Rod Neelya of Goddess Code Cannaby, uh, who will be talking with us about her new workbook, which is entitled Kuan Yin, the Goddess Code Activations. And I'm really grateful that we we got hooked up through BBS and for the work that Radha is doing. And I also really love the fact that she was named after the goddess of longing and devotion to the divine. Uh, How perfect. So I can think of no better guest on Deepening the Divine Radio. So welcome, Radha.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Scott. It's a pleasure
0: to be here. Yeah, my pleasure. Welcome. And so, go ahead.
1: (laughs) I'm grateful, um I'm grateful to be here and I'm grateful to share um this work with Guanyin today.
0: Yeah, and it's it's work that you've been pretty much doing your, your whole life, is that correct?
1: Yes, I've always been connected with the goddesses, um, but it's been a nonlinear path, so it's been like um more like a a circle. <laughs> more like a labyrinth. Um but yeah, it's been a lifelong journey of mine.
0: Yeah. And so let's talk a bit about your background and then how you began to work with Kuan Yin and also the other their other goddesses.
1: Absolutely. Um, well, I was raised, you know, in a, in a very unique, um, unconventional family. And, you know, my parents were into um, into like the goddesses and exploring different different things. You know, my my name comes from the Mahabharata. I don't know if you're familiar with that but Radha and Krishna and the other gods and goddesses and it was introduced to me at a very young age um, but you know life life in, in the fast lane of life you know um, i sort of stepped away from from that because i didn't really see the value in it when i was mm. younger all i wanted to do was fit in
0: you know yeah. yep
1: so <laughs> And um, it was, I was considered, you know, like a little bit weird for, for having my name. And um, I kind of didn't like it for a while, you know. I rebelled against Murata um, and everything it represented and the goddesses. But I really found that, you know, later in my life as I matured, and especially when I went through um, a lot of different, you know, unique passageways, and rites of growth, um, the goddess would always come back and circle back into my life. And it was very subtle and it was very um, soothing and healing. And I found I could always turn to her, you know, again and again, because there's this unconditional love, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, sometimes we just need that. We just need unconditional love, the kind that doesn't, doesn't judge, you know.
0: Right. And that, that was your, that's your personal experience of Kuan Yin, correct?
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah she definitely has amazing energy and that's what, and I kind of mentioned this to you briefly when we talked earlier that I, what I love about your workbook is that you allow people to basically have a personal experience with Kuan Yin.
1: Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm not really here to tell people what to think and what to believe and what to do. Um, I'm in a way. I'm just a conduit for this work, you know, um, just just sort of facilitating it. And I really, I really allow people to have their own experience. Um, that's very important to me, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and at the same time, I do think it's really um, important. I think for especially listeners um, that are listening live right now. Um, or who might be listening to the pre-record. And I do want to just mention real quickly, if anyone feels called um, to literally um, participate in our conversation today, you can call in live at 888-627-6008 and talk with Rada. Again, that's 888-627-6008. Yeah. That's
1: beautiful.
0: Yeah.
1: I love it, and, you know, it's fun to, to check in with people, but, um, you know, so so Quan Yin is an incredible goddess. And, you know, the work I do is with both men and women. I just want to say that it's not exclusive, you know, just to women. And it's important to know, you know, just women are more drawn to this work. So that's why I created it the way that I did. But um, when I first started, I was working equally with men and women. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I find that, that men really... Um, you know, Huan Yin is very non-threatening. She's very soft and soothing. And, and a lot of men need that energy, you know, because she brings in this sort of soft sweetness and um, unconditional, like, compassion that is really important for, for men to receive, too, you know, especially during these times where I feel like men could use more nurturing as well and definitely healing.
0: Yes, completely, especially for those, I think, that are in like uh, corporate jobs or um, just in very demanding life situations. Because like we had talked about before, I think it was last week, how we are shifting from a masculine sort of dominated energy into more of a enlightened feminine energy. And people are going to need work like yours to guide them into this new way of living.
1: Yeah. And I think, and that's why I created, um, I actually have a program called Divine Masculine and it's a six month program where I gently guide men. And yeah, I just wanted to share that because I think it's important, you know, if the listeners are are tuning in and, and if you're a man, like this work is not just for women, it's also for men. Um, it's just that women have been more open to receiving it. And so it's been easier to share with women, but, um, you know the goddesses are here for everybody, and Kuan Yin's her transmissions, her healing. Um, I've I've really seen the effects that it's had for men, and they're very transformational without being like harsh or abrasive or um, having to tell people what to do. It's sort of um, very soft and very subtle energy shifts, which is really is really nice if you've never done this before.
0: Yeah, that's really nice because, yeah, I think a lot of people are used to more of like the, the jolting <laughs> changes <laughs> or experiences, uh, which is why, again, I really love the the connection with Kuan Yin that you help facilitate through your workbook. And I'm assuming that's what you do pretty much every time that you work with people, whether it's workshops or you do um, one-on-one sessions too, correct?
1: I do. I started off doing one-to-one sessions And I've been doing them for many, many years. And it just organically transitioned to teaching and holding space, you know, in group sessions. Because uh, I found that when I worked with a client, they would really rapidly shift. And then they came to a place where they're like, well, I really don't need, you know, any more healing. But I kind of want to learn more. Mm. So that was the natural progression. And I was like, you know, hey, I want to... I want to share this work with more people. So, this is perfect, you know? And um, it was so beautiful. It was just a a very natural transition because before I had uh, Golden Goddess Healing and I was just doing one to ones, and I would do like, you know, back to back all day long. And I realized I really want to find a way to serve more people in the highest and best way and the highest and best good, you know, that is um, really being of service. And so teaching is a wonderful way in creating books and workbooks. And I also wanted to make it affordable with a workbook so they can do it at their own pace, at their own time, in the comfort of their own home. And um, so that's a great option, too.
0: Yeah, exactly. And right now, where would you recommend people um, go to get your book?
1: Well, um, you can go to, to Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, um, there, it's, it's online, it's everywhere so I'm very grateful for that
0: Okay, so they don't just need to go through your website, you're, you're okay with them going to Amazon and the others, yep
1: Yeah, absolutely
0: Cool, and then we'll probably be peppering this in throughout um, our talk today, especially at the end but just real quick, how can people um, get in touch with you, like either website or email?
1: Uh, absolutely So it's really a very simple website, it's Goddess codeacademy.com goddess codeacademy.com and I have my email and you can contact me directly and grab some meditations there while you're <laughs> while you're there so
0: that's right yeah I, I think if people sign up on, for your newsletter they automatically get um, a meditation audio
1: exactly. yes, yeah they do. They do
0: that's a great gift to give to anybody that signs up.
1: Yeah. I love, you know, I really love doing meditations and, um, it, it's important for people to get this work any way they can. And it doesn't really matter, you know, it's how they get it as long as they do. And, and I'm not like the only one that does this work, but I'm really tuned into it and I really have a passion for it. And I actually have 11 goddesses that I, that I work with. So I, am creating 11 workbooks. Um, and the reason why is because, you know, with a the goddess, there are many archetypes. We have, um, you know, we have, we have Shakti and Shakti is really the divine mother, you know, the creatress Shakti and Shiva. Shiva is mm-hmm. the divine masculine, right? So it's the divine mm-hmm. and the divine masculine together. And they're both, Equals, You know, they're sort of like yin and yang, but um, they manifest through different archetypes. So, you know, Shakti would have like Kuan Yin and Lakshmi and Kali and Shiva would have um, Krishna and and many other, you know, different gods. So they manifest in different ways. But um, the reason why I brought it through the way I have is because as humans, we identify with archetypes, you know, Mm-hmm. And we have many archetypes that live within us and it's really important to get in touch with these archetypes because um we're not one dimensional we have so many aspects to us and by exploring these different aspects and really honoring them and integrating them in a healthy way we are really able to become uh it's not that we're not whole and complete but we really feel more whole and complete because Embracing all aspects, you know, um, like Callie is also one of my archetypes, and you know, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Goddess Callie, but she's mm-hmm. a very fierce goddess. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of stories of her, um, but it's interesting because you can have, you know, a few different archetypes and. I think as humans we have to stop thinking in the linear terms of just like good and bad and um, really start to own our humanness by integrating the various aspects, you know, and I love the goddesses because they really are teachers and they help us really strengthen our virtues as well, you know, like no one is perfect and that's not the point of this work. the point of this work is really to come to a place of self-love, you know, self-forgiveness. And and through that sort of channel, we're able to really um, bring in more of ourselves. And I feel that we've been really cut off from who we are. You know, um, many of the teachings that we've had have been very harsh and very judgmental. Um, and so... As a human, we want to start integrating these pieces because the reason why there's imbalance is because when we do not integrate, it's outside of ourself, you know? Mm -hmm. So when it's outside of ourself, then the bad is out there and then it integrates in a really distorted energy. As you can see, you know, in the news, there's a lot of distortion going on. And what it's calling for is for us to really look at that and say, okay, what, like, how can we integrate this? How can we acknowledge this? Because, um, so often we're like, well, I'm just this way and it's everything else is out there. But I really think the work starts from within. If everybody in the world did the, did the work, inner work, we would really have no war (laughs) You know, we wouldn't have the imbalance that's manifesting in multiple ways.
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. And as you were talking, I was also curious, and, and you give examples in your book, but I'm curious just for today, like if you could give an example of either how you, or someone that you've worked with, when you you're talking about like um, healing through self love and self forgiveness, what might that look like when they work with you?
1: So, um, for example, I just did a session, you know, before our call, and. What that would look like is, you know, humans tend to have a lot of like regrets, or um, they're very punishing to themselves. So the reason why forgiveness is important is because we, you know, we really aren't—we didn't come here to exactly just be perfect, you know. As a human, we came to experience things and learn. So if we can really shift the the, the sort of paradigm from which we're looking. Um, then we're able to, to see things from a different perspective and see like, oh, wow, that was a really incredible lesson, you know? And I, I forgive myself because, um, for judging myself about that, because it was important for my soul growth, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so many times we are, we are here to, to grow on a, on a soul level and to become more aware and conscious and awake. And that, and that's not always like easy and breezy and fun, you know?
0: Mm -hmm, definitely
1: (laughs) it can be a very like uncomfortable awkward you know it's kind of like being a teenager all over again you know it's like that weird growth period but um i think when you stick with it when you don't run away and you don't try to distract yourself into um another addiction or compulsion or something you know whatever it is that's masking if you just stick with the the pain even for a little bit and and you have a guide or someone that's holding space for you like you know kuan yin um in our sessions there is the opportunity for that to transform and transmute into wisdom you know
0: Mm. yeah that that's beautiful and when you're in a session, how how do you like to work with Kuan Yin? Is it just really organic? It c- comes in and out as, as you call or need to?
1: Yes. Um, my sessions are very organic. They're very intuitive. The first thing I do is just tune in with a person. And the first thing I really want to do is listen to them, like, what's going on? And not just what they're saying, but what's going on underneath their words, because there's an energy underneath their words. What's going on underneath their words? And and for some reason, you know, from there, I can sort of pick up pieces intuitively. And then um, I ask them. I ask them. And it's that's when we do, like, the detective work where I sort of um, just detect energies or, or possibilities. And um, it's very much, it's a very free-flowing experience. But it, it's um, very powerful because you know i always check myself at the door when i do a session <laughs> i you know i'm human i have my my own stuff and um never denying that but but when i do step into a session i absolutely 100% check myself at the door so i can just be fully present without any judgment of any kind and from there i can really be of service you know um we all have our opinions in life we all have our sort of biases and things like that but it's really important for a healer or a coach you know to not have that when they're going into a session with anybody and you know on the flip side um before i got into this work i used to really i was very interested in in healing because um, you know, for my lineage, I didn't know I came from a lineage of shamans, you know, Mm -hmm. later, but, you know, I was drawn to this. I, for some reason I started to, um, just be drawn to healers and I wanted to experience, you know, some people go, they're like connoisseurs of food, you know what I mean? They're (laughs) like, I want to this restaurant and this restaurant for me, it was different. I wanted to experience, um, different modalities, different sessions. And, um, you know, sometimes a lot of times I would find that a lot of healers would, um, project their own stuff into a session. And I really explored what I did not like because what made me feel uncomfortable or, um, you know, and then I really said, Hey, I don't want to do that to my clients. I want to be, you know, fully and wholly available Mm -hmm. to them. And that was so important to me because, um, it's interesting because you know in life we we learn through contrast, you know, at this time. Mm-hmm. And, and um contrast is how we learn. so i did I did learn a lot through contrast of what I didn't like and what I did like. and it was it served me very well,
0: yeah, that's beautiful. Being able to actually learn from your life lessons rather than spiral down, which is unfortunately where I think a lot of people are have gone recently. but um, It's beautiful to see you out there shining that light and also helping people in groups and one-on-one. And speaking of helping people, uh, it looks like we do actually have someone that's called in. Do you want to take a break and take a call right now?
1: That'd be great.
0: All right. Let's talk with Mike, who is on line one. Hi, Mike. Hello. Hey, Mike. Welcome to Deepen in the Divine Radio. How are you?
2: I'm excellent. How are you?
0: very good so welcome and you get a chance to chat with uh, Radha do you have a question for her
2: oh, I just wanted to say you know to, to Radha, thank you very much because uh, she's done uh, this uh, the Kuan Yin healing I've been le- I've learned a lot over the last six years it's just uh, you know put it this way I've gone on my own transformational journey um, because of what I've learned from her uh, I mean I'm a you know testament to um, her experience uh, Expertise, intuitiveness, uh, and support, and I can attest that the kuan yin, uh, you know, modality, the activations, uh, really, really um, helped me find myself and be compassionate with myself. So I just wanted to call and uh, express my gratitude uh, and my support for what she's doing, uh, and I'm just so proud of her uh, that, you know, that that she's now actually really bringing this this work out into you know to the public as it should and more men in particular um will benefit from this i mean she's helped a lot of women uh over you know over the years and now you know with this workbook and what she's doing on a bigger scale it can help a lot of men and as you you know as i was listening to you guys talk about you know like how you know we as men need to reconnect with our feminine energies because we do have that and by by that, I mean I've been like if you had met me six years ago, you wouldn't, you know, like meeting me now. It's a totally different person that you're talking to. So I'm just, you know, thankful. Thank you, Radha.
1: Oh, thank you, Mike, for calling. It's, it's, you know, I'm I'm so grateful that you that you're sharing um, because it is so important for men to know that this work is truly available for them, and not to shy away from it, you know, um, because I feel like it, you know, men do sometimes get intimidated by this work and it's not here to be, you know, judging or anything like that. And I, and I'm so proud of you. I've seen a huge transformation with you and I thank you for being, you know, so open to receiving, um, you know, the gifts of, of Kuan Yin and, um, and this healing work. So thank you.
0: Yeah, that was beautiful. I'm glad, Mike. Yeah, thanks for calling, Mike. You just sound like you're very open and just very kind, and like there's this deep, um, loving energy behind you. So it's just beautiful that you're sharing that and bringing gratitude in, which always opens up hearts and minds as well. So thank you.
2: You're welcome. It's my pleasure. And, uh, you know, I want just everyone to know just that the workbook that Rod has, you know, uh, put out. Um, is really going to be beneficial. You just have to be open to receiving. And like she was saying earlier about, you know, just open our hearts, you know, and open our minds because we've been so pre-programmed, you know, by by family, society, everything, our cultures that, you know, especially for men, it's hard to to really reconnect with our emotions. But, you know, we have to because if we don't deal with our emotions, it gets repressed. And with Kuan Yin, it was a gentle gentle experience it it wasn't like harsh or anything it was very gentle and and beautiful so i just encourage every man out there and every woman who's kind of like gone into the masculine paradigm trying to be fit into a masculine society no no get back into the divine feminine aspect and reconnect with kuan yin and she'll lead the way for you
0: that's beautiful yeah and i can definitely relate i may i may be one of those people that has repressed emotions Maybe, maybe not, but yeah, no, I can definitely relate to that. So thank you for sharing. All right. Well, thank you, Mike. Take care and thanks for calling into the show.
2: Thank you, Mike. Yes. Best of luck to everyone. Take care.
0: All right. You too. That felt really good. I I love when people share their gratitude towards others. It just make it bring it opens the space up. It just felt my I was starting to beam and smile a lot for you. That that just felt really good.
1: Uh, Oh, it's so beautiful. You know, um, part of life is being able to receive, you Mm know, as well as give, and and having both those channels available. So I am grateful when people can receive this work because I really love to give this work you know it it's it just makes me so happy to be able to share um and you know not everyone is able to receive you know um it takes it takes time for some people to learn that it's safe and that you know this is this work is genuine and um and that's why i created the workbook so that people can just do it on their own and feel it out and they don't have to jump into anything and then if they feel called they can go even deeper
0: yeah, that's great. And which your, work, your book gives plenty of opportunities for that. And I do want to go back to like when you were actually creating the book, I was curious if you had like specific types of people in mind or who you think would really, really enjoy the book, the workbook.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And the answer would be it's for everyone. I had everyone in mind. Um, In the recent course that I did, I had women from all walks of life. You know, I had full-time mothers, I had lawyers, um, I had interior designers. It doesn't really matter what your background is. And I do know that there is a concern sometimes like, oh, is this conflicting with my certain belief system? Is this competing with, um, you know, something that I've been raised with? And the answer is no, it's not. This is complementary to any spiritual practice because, um, Kuan Yin is, is very loving. She's not here to dominate, you know, she's here to just (laughs) assist. And that's the thing, you know, um, I had that question in my, in my course, like, um, actually from a couple of women and they were like, wow, you know, I was raised this way. And so I'm, I'm feeling like a little, like I'm betraying another belief system. And I'm, and I, my answer was, you're, you know, you're not, you can have your belief system and still, um. Accept the gifts of Kuan Yin because she's not here to wipe out. You know, if you you know your certain belief system, she's here to only complement and add to what you already have.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's a lot different than I think a lot of different energies that are out there, which are meant to like destroy or hack away or completely radically change.
1: Yeah, we're not here to hack anything away. You can <laughs> do whatever you want to, but you can also part of receiving is. Um, I always say, take what you want and leave what you don't, you know, um, my goal is never to be dominating, like, you know, uh, please remove your belief systems and this is the way it is. No, I'm here to just share, you know, Mm -hmm. sharing is important to me because I'm, I'm very passionate about the way in which, um, you know, the goddesses have helped me. And I've always been that way. Like if I find something that I love, I want to share because I'm excited to share. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take what you want, but you don't want, you can just simply take it as it is, leave it behind or take pieces that you like, you know? So, um, it's never a threat or of any kind. It's just, it's very subtle. It's very soft. It's very loving, Um, And if you want to experience more love, then it's a beautiful opportunity. But that's all it is. You know, it's just an opportunity like anything else in life. And my philosophy is take what you want and release what you don't want. So there's no I'm not attached or hung up about anything. I'm only here to share um, because that's what I love to do.
0: Mm. Yes, that's beautiful. And again, I just want to reinforce how how really loving and caring and supportive the Kuan Yin energy was, especially like my experience of going through your workbook. Um, Cause I had never really worked with Kuan Yin before I'd heard about her. I, we had sort of done a little bit of uh, energy work with Kuan Yin at a school I was in, but never really deepened it um, since then. And so I think your, your book gives people such a great uh, experience all throughout the process. And I, I think, I know the answer to this, but I did want to ask, um, since it's in the title of the book, but from your perspective, what is a goddess code activation?
1: Ah, thank you for asking. <laughs> so um, a goddess code activation, you know, I discovered this, again, organically when I was just doing sessions, and I had no thought really to bring, you know, the goddess in. Um, rather... I would be doing a session, a healing session, and then a certain goddess would sort of just pop up in my periphery. (laughs) Mm. And I was like, oh, hello. Um, And then I would ask my client, um, you know, Lakshmi is here. Is it okay if we bring her in, her energy in? And the client, um, actually, I've never had anyone say no, but so they would say yes. Um, And then from there, she would have a sort of transmission to bring to the, to the clients.
0: Mm.
1: And it was different for, for everybody, you know. Quan um, Yin was often the most common simply because she was a starting point of compassion. But um, depending on what they were working through, different goddesses would come in. And so I found that um, it was a transmission that would come in and it was sort of an energy sequence or a light code activation. And they would experience it as well as sort of a light coat activation that would activate something inside of them that was already there. It's not like I'm, I'm saying, hey, let's put this new stuff in. You know, it's everything is already inside of us. So it was sort of um, activating, awakening, you know, this part of them that was already there. And it was very soft and very soothing and... So often um, the client would say, wow, that's that's crazy because I've been seeing Lakshmi everywhere, but I never thought anything or, you mm. know, Venus. I for some reason I have, a, I have a statue of Venus at my home or, you know, something like that. So they already had a connection and it wasn't that I was really bringing in anything new to them. Um, it was like I said, it's an archetype. It's an energy. So, um, it would, it kind of helps strengthen a certain archetype energy within them. That's already inside, you know, um, Mm -hmm. it's a code. We have all the codes inside of us. The question is, are they activated? You know, which, what parts of us are activated? Are we dormant? Are we, are we activated? You know, and, um, I feel like we're in a time when we are truly activating parts of ourselves that have been dormant for eons of time, and it's such an incredible opportunity in history to really take advantage of this um, this sort of pivotal time, I would say. You know, we are on the cusp of, of massive transformation globally, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's secular. Our, I think we are sort of going through an awakening, you know, as a collective, and... And that awakening is not always a beautiful sight. It can look, you know, horrifying sometimes. It can look (laughs) scary. It can look frightening. And I understand. Um, And and so the goddesses, the activations are here to sort of help ground and soothe and really help, you know, the person get in touch with themselves because we are needed now more than ever to awaken these parts in ourselves that have been dormant for so long in order to be um, part of this shift in order to participate, to contribute. And that is a um, contribution, by the way, you know, Mm -hmm. I always say the healing you do on yourself is really a contribution to the collective. It is helping tip the scale, you know, um, from the distortion. So every single time we choose to step into more balance within our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual being, we are grounding that force field into the earth. And, you know, we are working side by side with Mother Gaia right now. And, you know, she's going through a lot of changes. And I don't, and I always say, like, I foresee her really shifting more, but we, you know, we, that people have the opportunity to be part of the process, to help anchor in more of this grounded energy. And the more we align ourselves, the more we are aligning the process, so it doesn't have to be as you know, traumatic as it mm-hmm. could be. We are participating actively, whether we know it or not.
0: That's beautiful. And so as you're activating codes or a code for someone, ha- are you finding that a certain goddess will show up if it's like an issue around relationship or is it more around what the person needs to heal around that issue? Like if it's compassion or forgiveness uh, or things like that, how does it work from your perspective? Yeah.
1: Thank you. Um, so different goddesses come in at different times. Um, you know, Venus comes in a lot with, with, people going through like relationships or, 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 self-love. Um, I have, you know, Lakshmi comes in sometimes when people are working through abundance and, and not just like, not just like monetary, but also abundance of life. What does it mean to truly be abundant? Mm-hmm. You know, in addition to just, you know, currency, because currency is, is, it's everything. Like, are you, are you living a life that is abundant? Are you um, in tune with nature, are you seeing the beauty that's already here? You know, abundance has so many meanings. Um, you know, Kali, Sometimes people need to create powerful boundaries, and mm. yeah. they, you know, they're afraid that like they're they they've been trained to be like the good boy or the good girl, so they they don't speak their truth. Well, Callie cuts through, you know, all of that stuff, and she gets straight to the core um and so we're always practicing you know and i call it like this is a big practice right Mm -hmm. (laughs) so we're practicing and it's and it's it can be playful it can be fun it can be joyful it doesn't have healing doesn't have to be painful you know we don't have to wait until like the last hour to do this work we can jump in even when we feel good and i think that's something really important for for listeners to to take in, because so many times people call me when it's like 911 and they're like the last strand strand you know, and I'm like okay, well um, you know we will dive in, but it, it's not um, you know like this is this is a lifetime of of stuff you've accumulated and you've to me at the last hour and. So I'm happy. I'm always, you know, happy to help. But understand that you don't have to wait till it gets that bad. You can you can start investing in your inner self now. There's no need to sort of, you know, mm-hmm. wait, right.
0: Right. Till, yeah. Wait till crisis time. And
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's funny, but it's true. And so um, mm-hmm. people like, can you do this all in one session? And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Um, it took you a whole entire lifetime to get to this place. So I never make a promise. Like you need to be willing to do the work even after the session. And I give people assignments, you know, like, um, and I believe in consistencies, just like going to the gym. Do you just go one time and say, okay, I'm done forever. You know, you keep working your muscles and, um, or they, or they, what, what happens? They go away. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that, and um, it's 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 sweet, but it's kind of funny sometimes. <laughs>
0: yeah, they want yeah. I mean, we we do live in a society where it's like we want the quick change, we want the quick healing, make the pain go away like right now and never come back. But that's yeah. unfortunately not how things are set up right now.
1: <laughs> it's not, and I always say like, listen, if there was a magic pill, I'd be first in line. But <laughs> there's yeah. not. It's not. You know. So um, I believe in being consistent and really, um, you know, setting the tone of your life towards longevity of what you want to create. You know, um, that's why I, in the book, I teach people how to create their own altars and they can interchange it with anything, but it's really about creating sacred space, mm-hmm. whether it's inside of you or in your temple at your home. Um, and it can be any way that you want, you know, what, what is meaningful to you? but just sort of laying it out so it's really easy i wanted this workbook to be you know easy for people to digest not something that's like so intense that they couldn't handle i wanted it to be like light and easy yet yet effective
0: yeah, exactly. I'm glad you brought up the altar, the personal temple, because I want to make sure we talk about that. And then also get into, because you sort of mentioned this before, sacred boundaries and personal protection. So I'm not sure if you're called to talk about one or the other right now.
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, so it's really important to protect yourself energetically. And I, I'm not sure about you, but you, you seem very in tune. You know, I I was an empath. And were, are you? Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, as an empath, we are, we're feelers, <laughs> our feelers yeah. go beyond the realm of our own emotions. Our feelers go right into the environment that we're in. And, you know, it's, it's a very interesting thing to be so sensitive. Um, and it's so important to create personal boundaries because I didn't know that. I didn't know that as a child. I didn't know that for a very long time until I really started diving into this work. So I was sort of subconsciously transmuting other people's stuff or taking it on, um, and thinking it was mine. And that made me always feel like, oh, something is wrong with, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I I didn't like that. That wasn't, that didn't feel authentic, but I'm like, but what is it? You know, my, my field was sort of just open 24 Mm seven. And, um, and so I had to learn about creating sacred boundaries and, and it's so vital, especially now where there's so much of this, you know, goobly goop coming up (laughs) energetically and, and always that, we do create boundaries and there is a way that you can have your heart both open and, and protected. Um, I did not know that. So what I, what I tried to do was I clamp my heart shut. (laughs) I tried to, um, numb out, you, you know, using various methods, um, that were highly destructive. Um, and I, I didn't know I was trying to numb because I was feeling too much Until I learned that I need to create sacred boundaries. So, you know, some of the things I use and I can recommend to the listeners are really simple, okay? So, for example, like stones and crystals. um, I really started using stones and crystals. I love black onyx and I put Mm. black onyx in every corner of my house because it really grounds the energy and absorbs um, anything, you know, and it's important to create the space that you want. Um, you know, crystals can also uplift you and and really help. So I love citrine, mm-hmm. and citrine is very enlightening and um, inspiring. I also use sage pretty much every day. Okay, I sage in my house. I sage myself, and you know, after a session, I I do. Um, connect with a person on a very much of a soul level. So then, you know, you always want to disconnect energetically from from people because um because not cuz you don't love them but just because you, you know, it's my en- this is my energy and that is yours. And we're not carrying that on and on. Um it's kind of funny because they say like healers always gain weight <laughs> <laughs> because they're always like processing this en- energy of other people. So they need the weight to kind of ground themselves, but Um, Running, you know, you can run like golden light through your crown and all the way down through your body and all the way down into the earth. And you can clear yourself, you know, um, if you're in a crowd of people, you know, you always want to clear yourself afterwards. And it's not that there's anything wrong. It's just um, saying this is my energy and that is yours. And being more conscious of that is... Even that just sort of um, creates a force field. Um, I love using, you know, sort o- essential oils like lavender. Mm-hmm. Lavender is very soothing and healing. Um, and when I when I smell it, I feel really relaxed. And I don't know using certain oils also helps create like that energetic boundary. But, um, I would highly suggest just doing a five minute grounding exercise every single day, morning or night or both. Um, simply take off your shoes, go on fresh grass or, or, you know, someplace where it's sort of, um, more natural and let your soles of your feet sink into the earth. And you can imagine your feet growing roots and, As you do, you can see your roots literally going down into the ground and I usually like to wrap around a crystal or a stone and I just let the like three waves of energy from my crown chakra move down through my body into um, the roots, into the crystal, and that sort of starts to transmute any energy I've picked up. Okay. Um, So that's really a, a way that I love to ground.
0: That's great. And with the, our traditional holiday season coming up, I know for some people being with family is tougher than others. And I was curious if you would add any, anything else to those that are might be going into some tough family situations.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I definitely understand that. It can be very uncomfortable. Um, I would say, you know, like carry a little black onyx or, you know, for me, I wear, I wear um, a mandala that has a black onyx on the back um sort of zip up your chakras if that makes any sense mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I, would, I would show you but um you can also use mantras um and just saying okay i'm going into this and this is my energy and i'm creating um you know sacred space within myself and mm-hmm. my intention is that i can um, be loving without having to take on anybody else's stuff you know and of course, holidays are very triggering. I'm not going to deny that. You know, so you know, um, checking in with yourself and making sure that you're not taking on any projections or even projecting onto another. Um, just practice compassion for the holidays because I think it's you know challenging for every for a lot of people. You know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think also w- when I read your book and, you know, it talked about like sacred boundaries with the personal protection, like some of it to me comes into, you know, knowing when to say, you know, no, or take time for yourself. Cause I think there's also that, especially family pressure that you have to be involved like every second. Um, oh. Or yeah.
1: No, for, for an empath, you don't want to be involved every second. Mm-hmm. You no. And especially for the sensitives practicing no is your biggest um ally and it's not being mean and I think so many times like sensitive people think oh I'm being mean because I'm saying (laughs) like no actually I'm going to go take a walk right now but I'll be back in half an hour and we can you know talk then um you know just stepping out stepping out of the energy field and and coming back refreshed is really important
0: definitely yeah and I think um again you know I'd been open to having like a, an altar or like a personal space and it just sort of brought this back up again, how important this, this can be in your life. And I was hoping that you could talk a little bit more about um, some of the benefits that you've gained from having like a personal temple or altar, and then some of the tips on building a personal altar or temple.
1: Absolutely. Um, for me, uh, it's about having ritual, you know, um, just mm. a sacred moment. Um, I really love candles. I really love um, crystals. I love symbols. And when I can see something, I have about I have about three statues of Quan Yin in my home. Um, you know, it's important to create those things, just so that I can light it. You know, every day, or um, just make a little prayer as I pass by, or do a little offering. Um, put some fresh fruit. You know, mm. and those little tiny offerings, um, are just so beautiful. And then I get excited. Like if I see a pretty crystal, Oh, this would be perfect for my altar, you know? (laughs) Um, and it's just, it's a very sweet and sacred experience that is very personal to you. Um, you can put a prayer or even an intention for that week or that month or, or even for a year you can sort of use your altars as a, as a sacred place that you can always come back to again and again. And in this time, in this life, in this world, you know, creating sacred space is really, really important. And even if it's a tiny space that's just yours, you know, create that space for you because you will be the one to benefit from it.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. That's such a great reminder because I think we all—or not we all—but a lot of people on their spiritual journey will think, oh, "I'll just plop in my favorite chair and meditate." But then going a step further and ha- like making it a very special, sacred spot. Like I—I I, I know I haven't walked into too many homes to see what that might look like, aside from maybe some outside gardens. So I, I really love that part of the workbook that you put together.
1: Yeah, and I—and it's fun because I put a lot of—I put a lot of different things in there that you can use so you you don't have to be you don't have to make it a certain way um you get to choose what works for you but you know there are some things like the um peacock or certain colors or you know symbols like dragonflies or um there's just a lot of suggestions so that it's flexible to you
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah just personalize it whatever Objects or energy speak to you. That's what you should be putting into your altar. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I want to also make sure we only have a few minutes left in the show. Time flies. Uh, illusory time flies. But I want to make sure we, we talk about your book signing. That's coming up a week from tomorrow.
1: Oh, my goodness. I, I'm really excited. I just got my books today. I opened my box and I saw all the, the incredible books. So, um <laughs> I'm really, really excited. I'm going to be doing a live reading and, um, you know, going to go over some, some prayers or, you know, healings. And it's just going to be a very sacred space we're going to create. And it's going to be at Barnes and Noble and at Chino Hills, November 26th from three to 7 PM. So you have ample time to get there (laughs) and I would love to meet you. I really would. Um, So I hope if you're in the area, you can join me and it'll be a really great experience for all of us.
0: I would agree. It's such a great book. I'm glad that it's out there and that people now have a chance to buy it and experience it and also interact with you. And so from three to seven, are you going to be doing readings like all throughout the four hours or just at the beginning?
1: I'm probably going to do reading in the beginning and then I'm going to have a table or, you know, just really casual. I mean, I'll get up and walk and talk and hug and it's just going to be a connection. I'm actually having, you know, some of my students that were in the Quan Yin Goddess Code Activations program come. So it's going to be a really like a festive experience, um, lots of love and healing and um, it's, it'll be structured, but also casual.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So again, that's uh, Saturday, November 26th, right after Thanksgiving from 3 to 7 p.m. at the Chino Hills, Barnes & Noble. And again, congratulations to you. It is such a great book.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time to read it. And I really appreciate it. Thank you. And especially coming from the masculine, that means a lot. So thanks.
0: Yeah, and definitely um, for myself, I know I'm going to be going on Amazon and writing a review. And for those of you out there that are going to be getting the book, please also follow through and go on to Amazon and, and write a great review for Rada as well.
1: Thank you. Thanks for everyone for participating. And um, I just wanted to just send out this wave of like very much loving compassion energy out to everyone listening. If you're on the call live or the replay you know, I understand we're going through a big shift and a transformation. It's internal, external. So please be easy on yourself, be kind, loving, and know that you are so unconditionally loved more than you can even imagine. Um, and you know, tap me an email or a note. You can find me on Facebook. If you just want to say, hi, I'm happy to connect.
0: And how would you like them to get a hold of you on Facebook, your personal page, or do you have a Goddess Code Academy page?
1: I have a Goddess Code Academy page, and I also have a page, Radha Nelia, but um, you can find me, I'm pretty easy to find, so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So everything, yeah, would be through Goddess Code Academy on Facebook, goddesscodeacademy.com. Are you on any other social media that you'd like to let people know?
1: Yeah, I'm on Instagram, so.
0: (laughs) All
2: right
1: love Instagram. Um, you know, I, I seem to post on there more. Um, I love connecting with other like-minded people. If you follow me, I always follow back. If I accidentally didn't just say, hey, I just followed you, follow me back. It's that easy. I'm very um, approachable and easy to connect with. So
0: That's awesome. Well, again, Rod, I really appreciate you having on the show. Thank you so much for reaching out to BBS Radio. And I'm really glad that we were able to contact each other. And in our own ways, we're deepening in the divine, which I think is perfect, a perfect fit for you uh, being on the show. And I just really support the work that you're doing. And please let me know if there's anything um, I can do to help you.
1: Thank you so much, Scott. I'm so grateful. I love the show and everything it stands for and such a beautiful name and so fitting. So thank you for your time. Thank you for holding the space and thank you for interviewing me.
0: My pleasure. And we'll definitely talk a little bit after this. Um, But before we go for the end of the show, I just wanted um, to offer uh, in in kind of the spirit of gratitude uh, for those that are listening today, Friday, November 17th, 2017. If you go to my website, krytsa.com and sign up for the newsletter uh, just for today, um, I will gift you if you'd like, I'll gift you with a free 60 minute intuitive reading. I just love getting more people signing up for the newsletter, and so I just wanted to gift that out. So again, krytsa.com. And with that, I just wanted to wish everybody a, a great uh, end of the week, and the next time we'll talk to you will be after the, the U.S. Thanksgiving holiday, and I hope everyone really enjoys that and takes to heart what they heard from uh, Rada, especially if you're going to be around family for the holiday season. And once again, many thanks and blessings to Rada and wish you all well, and take care. Love you all.